Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Life Show podcast with me, your host, Wesley Pullen. I'd like to welcome you to a whole new world of possibilities where myself and other guests will have conscious conversations around various different topics of life. All the tools and techniques expressed are those from the work done by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. And for more information about Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com or you can also find more information about me on my website, www.wesleypullencf.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Live Show. Me, your host, Wesley Pullen, and today I'm joined by a very, very, very fabulous man, Mr. Christopher Hughes. Welcome, Chris. Well, thank you. What a warm introduction. Very, very, very fabulous. I've never had three berries before. <laughs> well, we can have a fourth one. Very, 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 very fabulous. Oh, so- stop it. <laughs> You're speaking to two very naughty um, homosexual men over here, so this podcast could go pretty much anywhere. True. <laughs> so Chris, normally on my shows, I like to ask everyone, so who are you and, and you know, blah, 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 fish paste. But kind of what I want to ask you is, um, what is it you'd like to create? Because everyone kind of stumbles across that question of, of who are you? Tell me a bit about yourself. <laughs> that's an awesome way to put it. I think that's a way more interesting way to get to know someone really. What do you actually want to create? One of the things I've been asking lately in my seminars is what do you actually give a fuck about is uh, something I've been asking people because what I've noticed is most of us um, who are interested in something more or creating a different future or having a larger life, um, we have this sense of that but when you ask people so what do you want to create as a future? Or what do you desire? They kind of go, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty articulated in that area. Like I kind of know what I'm after and know what I, what I like. Um, but I try to keep it in broad enough terms that it can show up in a number of different ways. For me, what I actually care about and what my target is in life is to invite people to live in such a way where elegance, intimacy, and beauty are valuable. Mm, that's so yummy. So yummy. And how that, yeah, but how that looks for you and how it looks for me can be totally different things. I'm actually curious. Like, I, I obviously had a, like, a somewhat plan, when, if none of you can see me doing little air quotes above my head um, about where this podcast would go. But what you just said invited me to ask you like, so Chris dabbles in the world of antiques and I'm always so curious this topic because I, I actually know like absolutely nothing about it. And I want to know from you, like what is, what is dabbling in the world of antiques kind of shown you or taught you about that? Well, See, I've worn a lot of different hats over the years. I've done heaps of different jobs and I've always been a bit of a gypsy on an adventure, ended up in an odd job here and an odd job there. I did a degree in in opera. I did a degree in marketing. I uh, had a a company for a while with Simone Millicis. I don't know if she's been on your show, but she's 
the, she was the worldwide coordinator of Access Consciousness, and now she's one of the facilitators who trains the facilitators and does the Choice of Possibilities classes. But we had a company together for a while. I had a job for a while where I did singing telegrams. I had a job for a while where I did voices for video games and for cartoons and even the voices of elevators. <laughs> I've, I've always... Demonstrate one of those elevator voices for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you have arrived. Second floor, going down. Yeah, it was... But like, the for me, I always ended up in all those different roles because I was always bored quickly or looking for something different or looking for the next adventure. And, and as I said earlier, the thing that I really find interesting or, or care about is that people live with beauty, that, that they honor themselves with things in their life that nurture them, that are a joy for their body and that give them a sense of ease and peace. To me, that's what living with beauty and elegance is. And I find a lot of that in antiques. I've noticed that, and I talk about this a lot in the seminars that I do, that nowadays people live lives where their whole life can go in the washing machine and the dishwasher. And my life doesn't go in the washing machine and the dishwasher. There's a whole lot of what I own that can't be just pulled out of the dryer and worn. It needs to go to the dry cleaner and it needs to be pressed and it needs special care and attention. And it was made especially for me. And I'm not saying all this to sound like a wanker, but once upon a time, that's the way everybody lived. Nothing was mass produced in a factory. It was all made to measure. And I mean, even at one point in history, you used to go into the tailor or the dressmaker and they'd have a look at you and based on how wealthy they thought you were, depended on what designs and what fabrics they shown you. Um, but I'm interested in that sense of elegance where everything has a purpose and a place and everything does require special, special care and special attention, but also it provides something different and something special you know you i have a drawer here in my kitchen full of cutlery and each piece does something strange and unusual one thing is specifically for drinking iced tea and one thing is specifically for serving macaroni and one spoon is specifically for serving roast tomatoes and one spoon is specifically for serving olives so that the brine drops out the bottom of the spoon and so on and so forth so with the target that I've set for myself, antiques kind of help me facilitate that in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense, total sense. It's all about beauty. I mean, you have had a background in um, the beauty industry with, uh, at, with, with salons, yes? Yeah. So for you, what, is, what does that do for you? Well, and I don't know. If I look at that, it's like I, I give, I gave, because I no longer do here, my clients an individual style that spoke for them. It, it was kind of like what you spoke about with your clothes and your cutlery and everything has its own individual unique job. And when it came to my clients here, I would give them something that worked for them and, and something that spoke to them and something that spoke for them instead of giving them the normal 
what short back and sides or your your ordinary hairstyle you know it was looking at what what was beauty for them and and what worked for their everyday lifestyle as well so i kind of really understand what you're saying here with with the the beauty of living and the elegance of it yeah i mean the thing that i say about the dishwasher and it's like you know meals that go in the microwave we've given up over time ease for easy as though those two things are the same mm. people go for what's convenient and what's fast and quick rather than what is actually truly nurturing to their bodies i mean i think of all the food that my grandmother used to cook and she never really cut any corners everything was done the old-fashioned way and done by hand and it was always more delicious than anything you can get now and there's an elegance and an ease to that that is very different than what we call easy today like and and what has that shown you in sort of everyday life it's shown me that if we take the time and if we are willing to have a big enough life you can honor yourself with these things like the thing that one of the things that i really love and collect a lot of is silver i have i'm looking around my house and the my fruit bowl is silver and the tray that all the decanters uh, of whiskey and and port are on is silver and the little tags around each of the decanter that tells you what's in each bottle is silver and the vase is silver and there's a sandwich plate that is silver all the cutlery it's silver i have if you've noticed the theme i'm a little bit crazy about silver and the thing that i realize i love about it is at when you use it it feels so good for your body it is there's a nurturance to it and a kindness of it that is amazing for you and your body and i mean people have even studied this over time the silver and being born with a silver spoon in your mouth was never about um being wealthy though it was it was actually more about being healthy i mean people nowadays are taking antimicrobial silver silver as a um supplement but if you eat from silver it does the same thing it never it never creates rot it never spoils and it detoxifies everything that it comes in contact with and our bodies naturally like some of these metals like silver and gold and now having so much of it though means that you have to take care of it you have to a earn the money to be able to honor and nurture these things and allow them to be a part of your life but then you have to polish them and when you have as much of the damn stuff as i have that quite often means hiring somebody to come in and do it. That's another level of having a life large enough to have these things contribute to you. And that's another element of elegance that is often overlooked. To have this life of ease instead of easy, you earn enough money and you create a big enough life and you have enough fun with your business where you can afford those extra things the people that come in just to polish the furniture and just to polish the silver and just to take care of the paintings there was one like pretty pivotal word that stuck out there was willingness 
And what do you mean yeah. by willing to have a bigger life? Well, a lot of people think that having an easy life where everything goes in the dishwasher, as I say, they think that's willing to have it easy. They think that's superior. My point of view is it isn't. You know, if you look at TV shows like Downton Abbey and the way people used to live in those times where there was an army of servants, there was more servants than there were people. That style of living for the most part and for most people is no longer possible because we've decided it's too expensive and we've made it too expensive to live that way. But if you're actually willing, you can still have that and you can still create that, but you have to deliberately choose it and you have to choose to have those things. You have to make them your priority. See, what I've noticed about wealth and riches is if you honor the things around you, they will honor you and more will show up. I have treasure. Holy vouch for that. And you know, whenever somebody says, I don't have the money to, to get X, Y, or Z, and I say, you know, there's been a lot of times in my life where I've taken up a hobby or a collecting of something or, and, and all of these things cost money. I mean, there's been various things. I used to collect a lot of precious stones. I used to be a horse rider and, and if any horse rider out there listening knows that horse riding equipment doesn't cost a, a little penny, it's quite a bit of money, but when I put my energy on it, all those things came into my life with ease and collecting precious stones suddenly became such an easy task instead of something unreachable. But all that's the willingness. Yeah. Yeah. So having you talk about this and look at that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what creation truly is and what choice actually allows to happen in your life. If you're willing to just choose and go, okay, I'm having that, that's my choice. The universe starts to look for ways that it can contribute that. And then you have to do what actually will actualize it coming to be. Like say the story I often tell is my husband and I, when we were just sort of getting started about eight, nine years ago, every day when we got home from work, we used to throw our shrapnel as we called it our coins in our pocket into a jar and i think after i don't know three or four months we counted up everything that was in the jar and there was five hundred dollars there and we went to an auction of an antique dealer guy who was going out of business and we ended up buying things for the price that he paid for them like 20 30 years ago with our five hundred dollars and they were worth a lot more. So we sold them and we turned our $500 into $3,000 in no time. And then we flipped that $3,000 doing the same thing and turned it into $9,000 and so on and so on and so on until we had the money for our first house. So you make, so I'm, I'm telling this story because it, it illustrates how this all works. You make the choice to have those things in your life and to have a life like that where elegance and the ease of living with beauty is important to you. And then you go out and you make the choices that pursue that energy. And the universe will provide all of these different places and all these different opportunities for that to come to be. 
And it's amazing what shows up. And the funny thing about that is it's not cognitive. It's, it's so not linear at all. It's, you can't even think yourself into the action you take based on the choice you made. You just be. No, it. exactly. Exactly. That's the way it's just, you just be it. And that's how contribution works. You be it and you're willing to have it and you're willing to have it allows more to occur. Mm. Like Which, one of the things I mean, like looking at that is like you, you at no point said, I'm going to stop living this energy just because I don't have all the things I'd like to have yet. Is the same no. as when I look at my life as, as a horse rider. When I started, I just got my horse and I had zero equipment for the poor thing. And I begged, borrowed and pleaded from everybody. And eventually I was had all the best kit out for him, the fanciest 40,000 leather saddles and, and all sorts. But I didn't stop riding and I didn't stop being, uh, stop being you know. It, it was, you carried on. I didn't judge what I currently had. It was a case of, it was not cognitive, basically. Yeah, keep creating, keep going, keep choosing, keep having more. Yeah. See, I'm a greedy guts. I always want more and more and more and more. And that's, and it's, I never want more at the expense of everyone else. My point of view is there is no lack. The only lack is our willingness to have. So if I'm willing to have more and choose more and choose greater, my receiving of more is actually a contribution to everybody else. If yeah. I'm willing to have more, that means there's more available for you too. Yeah, and that receiving is a contribution to everyone else. That is, that is, is gold. Because mm. we often look at receiving as something we're taking away from someone else. But I told the story of a, of a sandwich, about how a sandwich taught me about receiving. It was, I was with a bunch of friends and there's one of the guys who always likes to go and buy a bunch of food and, and drinks for the crowd and, and hand it out, you know, like, here you go guys, here's some snacks. And I'm always the person that says, no thanks, I'm not hungry. And the one day he offered me a sandwich and I, and, and I looked at him and I said, no thanks, I'm not hungry. And I saw what it created in his world. And then I said, no, wait, 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 you can give it to me. And then I noticed his whole world light up just by me receiving the sandwich. And then that's when I got the gift of receiving, was, was receiving a sandwich from a man who just wanted a gift of. Yeah, totally. Applying that to every other area of my life, but I wonder what else I could receive, and, and that's a gift. Well, and so many people out there, they seem to think, and, and I've definitely been in this camp, like, I've always, when I grew up, I always wanted to prove that I was capable and prove that I could do things on my own and that I could do anything basically and I didn't need anybody's help and in my proving of that I eliminated so many possibilities where people could help me or could offer me contribution or could be a part even of what I'm creating like no one could even find a way in to be a part of what I was doing because I had this thing where I was like no I'm going to prove how great I am because deep down I actually don't think I'm very good was the underlying <laughs> judgment behind it but you actually have to get that you have value to be willing to receive from people. And when, when did you get that you have value? Well, good question. I hope I never totally get the value that I have. 
because to me, things, the things that we're talking about, like acknowledging your value or receiving, none of those things are destinations. Mm. They are all constant explorations and expansions into more. Like, you know, we both take classes with access consciousness and the thing about access consciousness that really drew me in and continues to inspire me and drive me on is this acknowledgement that in consciousness, we are infinite beings and consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. So every part of you that you've decided is not great and not worth receiving and not and something you have to compensate for is a place where you cut that off. And to me, as, as infinite beings, that means that there will always be more of us to discover, always be more of us to grow into, and always be more allowance possible for who we are. So that's, to me, one of the kickers is the allowance part. And when I said, sorry, I'm on a bit of a, I'm a little, I've had two or three coffees and it's like 7 a.m. here in Australia. So I'm a little bit like, <laughs> um, with the, the thing I said with what I actually desire, what's interesting to me is that sense of intimacy is, and to me, allowance is one of the cornerstones of intimacy. And when we're talking about, you know, really getting to a place of liking yourself enough to contribute all those things to you and be willing to receive, it takes a huge amount of allowance to go, do you know what? All the things that I've decided are bad, nasty, and shitty about me are actually not. And all the things I've decided are great, wonderful, and praiseworthy about me are not either. They just, they're not good, they're not bad. Nothing's good or bad, it just is. It just is who you are. And then like, what else can you be? Exactly. Mm. If nothing about you is right, nothing about you is wrong, then what else could you be? Yeah. And if you weren't trying to prove how right you are with what you aren't willing to receive from the world around you, what would be possible then? Yeah. You know, like I, I had an experience similar to your sandwich, but it was with a piece of cake. I think I was 18 at the time. And I was in Ottawa, Canada with a friend and we went into this cafe, which funnily enough was called Rasputin. And I went up to the bar and there was a big chocolate cake. And I said, oh, that cake looks good. How much for cake? And he said, it's $2.50 for a slice. And I went, okay, great, I'll have some. And he gave me the knife and he said, go ahead. And I went, what, I just cut the piece that I want? And he went, uh-huh. I said, so, what if I took the whole cake? And he went, well, I guess I'll have to make more cake. And I went, wow, this guy's different. And it taught me so much because in his world, there was no lack of like, if you want to take more, if you want to serve yourself the biggest serving of cake, it didn't mean anything to him. It was just, okay, go for it. Yeah. And what if, what if that's how life was? What if, what if life was the, the, the serving size that you chose for you? Mm, mm, I like that. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Would you like a big life or would you like a small life? Mm. Wow. 
Sure, I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been flipping good. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. So, Chris, tell me about some of the things you have coming up. Like, I know, obviously, that you're coming here to South Africa in a little bit, just over a month. I, right just over a month, indeed. Yeah. Yes, I'm coming to see you. Um, I do have a monthly membership series um, called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where I kind of dive into with people over a six-month period what we've been talking about, like all the stuff that you've made good about yourself, all the stuff that you've made bad, and all the stuff that you've made too damn ugly to look at. I invite people to be a level of allowance where they actually start looking at those things as opposed to compartmentalizing them and shutting them off. There was a a real lights on moment for me at a class not that long ago where um, Gary Douglas gave a description of receiving as we talk about it in access consciousness. Like a lot of people think receiving is the stuff that you get or receiving is, oh, if that person has a lot of money, oh, well, they must be willing to receive more. No, that's not really true at all. Receiving is this download that we get of the world around us. And where we cut it off and eliminate receiving is all these places where we delineate things into what's good, what's bad, what's black, what's white. And what he described was this place where when you don't make every, anything good or bad and you really be allowance and receiving of everything, then you get to actually start to have your reality by making the choices for what will create more, not based on judgment, but based on, true choice so that's that call <laughs> that's a monthly <laughs> call we have we have another one coming up uh, very shortly but i don't think it's too late to join we've just had one of the calls and i travel the world really doing classes here there everywhere i've got one coming up in australia i've got uh, well, actually a couple coming up in australia and then india and uh looks like italy and france and germany are on the cards for in the next few short months so you know i'm everywhere yeah, and I'll put all the links to all those things at the bottom of this show. You can find them all there. You can find Chris and cool. and all that jazz. What and do you have coming up? What do I have coming up? Um, goodness gracious me, a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> I've got a foundation class, which is a four-day Access Consciousness call class in about two weeks. Um, we're traveling to Rome in the next month. Um, well, am I seeing you in Rome? <laughs> yes. Great stuff. <laughs> and a whole year filled with absolutely way too much fun. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Chris. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me as your guest, Wesley. It was a lot of fun for me. Thanks, everyone, listening to this in the future. Goodbye. <laughs>